This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Raya and the Last Dragon. Roar! Fear me! That's how I imagine the dragon sounds. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hello, hi, hi. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies via most spoiler free review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topics. This is episode 442, 442. That sounds like a water dragon's name, right? 442? Yeah, 442. It's number 442 over there. 442. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, we are talking Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon this week. So be Ooh. prepared is a song from another Disney movie. Yeah, I was like, uh, for for battle? For war? <laughs> to kill Mufasa? What's going on here? Um, joining us to discuss Ryan the Last Dragon, we have from Endor Express, he's an extremely average swimmer. David, yeah. <laughs> Call me Captain Poppinlock. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> David, how are you doing? Hello, David. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to have you back, as always. So yeah, we're here to discuss Ryan the Last Dragon, the new Disney film, but we're going to go to all, through all our other stuff first, including some show notes real quick. First up, new commentary track. We recorded it last week. It is our commentary for Hannibal, the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, once again starring Anthony Hopkins, directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, that's a lot of fun. We recorded that one. It's going to post this week at the time of this recording, so be prepared <laughs> for that. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll watch out for it. But it will be coming. It is part of our series of Hannibal Lecter commentary tracks that we'll be doing for the next few months here. We already did Manhunter, we did Silence of the Lambs, now we have Hannibal. And next month will, of course, be Brett Ratner's Red Dragon. Um, just lots of great a names. A name I have not heard in a while. <laughs> lots of great names coming up. Talking about uh, Red Dragon. So yeah, uh, but Hannibal's coming soon. That's a, that's a good one because not all of us like that movie. So yeah, let's see. What else here? Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out the show, helps other people find the show. If you want to log on to iTunes, search for Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can do just that. You can find our show and give us a rating and review. Please give us a rating. I'd love to read it. And uh, what else? We are talking Ryan the Last Dragon this week. I will say, this is a weirdly crowded week for movies for whatever reason. There were a lot of releases, and we'll get to some of those in Out Now quickies. But I will note... Yeah. Uh, thank you. I will note that Coming to America came out, and instead of talking about it just in quickies, because I do think it warrants some discussion, um, I, I do, Abe and I do plan to do an Out Now Nights episode to have a further, you know, thoughts on Coming to America. Mm-hmm. So uh, be prepared for that's not happening on purpose. <laughs> is, this, is this like on purpose? Okay. It just, it just rolls off the tongue. Got it. Got it. So, okay. so be, get ready for that one. That's going to be, a, you know, yeah. a, a bonus episode, <laughs> our, our Nights episode. So, uh, uh, you know. Just keep keep an eye out for it. And um, all right, I think that's gonna do it for show notes. Let's um, let's move on. Let's get to some out now quickies. Yeah. Each one out now. We go out quickies. Trademark. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. David, it's been a minute. What what other movies have you seen recently that you want to make note of here? Um, I actually watched Coming to America. Feel free to share your mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, well, okay, I won't get too far into it. It was unobtrusive, but it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. It was very, it was a lot of recycled gags. I take it you're a fan of the first film? I love the first film. There you go. Okay. Cool. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I watched a lot of WandaVision, but that's not, I mean, that's, you could kind of say it's a long movie. 
but it's yeah, uh, it's got good production value. We don't we don't yeah, re- we don't restrict um, the cert to movies only. If you, it's whatever you feel like talking yeah, about. I, I talk about TV like more than movies probably in this. Section. Yeah, and and then I'm I'm slowly going back from the beginning of Game of Thrones because I actually missed that whole era, so I'm doing that. Oh, good on you. People keep asking me if I've seen it, and I'm like, no, I haven't. And I don't know if I'm ever going to revisit. You, you oh, can't revisit well, you, if you but haven't you visited. visited. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, am I gonna, am I gonna go visit it? <laughs> it's actually, gonna... it's, it's very good. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like having, having a less than I guess average. The memes will make more sense. Having, yeah, having, having like a less than average finale doesn't like negate the fact that people really like this show for a reason. <laughs> like... Yeah. I mean, it's probably just more like it's. Is it five, six seasons? Five seasons? It's. Oof, I want to. Hmm, how many seasons is Game of Thrones? Not uh, sure, but yeah, it's know. one of those things where it's I like. I want to say seven. Episode. Or is it eight? Mm-hmm. It is. It's eight seasons. Yeah, eight because eight's like a shortened season. It's like six episodes, but, but but they're all wow. like. But but season eight, they're all like hour and a half episodes, so it's like they're all like movies mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but all right, good. So David, you're you're you, are you. Wait, you said you're watching it for the first time? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for the first time. I finished the first season, and then I'm going to do the second season. Oh, the first I'll season. I'll finish watching Yeah. Where, where it's like, hey, this thing's really happy, and you're going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it's great. It's a great show. But you're watching Watchmen now? Is that what you said? Oh, I finished that one, too. So oh. I actually watched a lot since we last talked. All right. Nice. Watchmen's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Alrighty. Abe, how about you? Well, guess what? I also finished Watchmen. I'm not even kidding. And I just finished it last week. Seriously? Uh, you watched the show? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I watched uh, the HBO series last weekend. It, it is really good. Um, I'm glad that Yaya won the, the Emmy and so did um, Regina, uh, King. Regina King. Thank you. Because um, that episode is really good. Uh, the episode where, where you have some backstory, Phil. The other movie that I watched is uh, Nomadland. I've finally gotten a chance to see it on Hulu. It is it is good. Chloe Zhao continues to be like, really good at making these, finding regular people and their story and telling their stories. Um, more specifically, not so much like the, the Francis McDormand character, but everybody around. Um, and having these people like just really be incredible. Like, the movie itself is it is good. I don't know if I'd put it above the writer, um, and I haven't seen her her first feature, but um, I found it to be nice and con- contemplative about you know your lot in life and also just the way that you can view, I guess how you're able to deal with grief and, and how you're also able to, I guess experience life uh, in however you please. So check it out if you're if you're if you're have Hulu. If uh, in your continuing quest for a number one film, would this enter your top ten? Maybe I was thinking about it as I showered like last night after I watched it. I was like, I think Minari would. I I'd have to readjust some stuff, but Minari would definitely be there, so that would probably take up the top ten. All right. Um, but thank I, you for remembering that that I have an incomplete top ten. I will hold your feet to the fire until I get a final answer <laughs> on what your top ten is. <laughs> so, Sound uh, a little bit like Scar here. I, I feel like it should be by the time we get to the Oscars in April, you should have a top ten list. Like that's 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 my feeling on this. Okay, noted. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I've seen a few things this week. As I mentioned, a lot of releases came out this past week. Um, but I will mm-hmm. note first, Chaos Walking. This is the quote new film from doug lyman i say quotes because it was shot back in 2017 which means that stars tom holland and daisy ridley were able to film and release a spider-man movie and a star wars movie before this movie actually arrived in theaters um 
So I, I tend to like Doug Lyman movies, um, like The Born Identity, Mr. Mrs. Smith, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, of course. Uh, he has a tendency to shoot movies forever, uh, get into a bunch of tr- production troubles, and then still like manage to come out with a pretty solid movie anyway. Uh, this could have been that, but it's not, unfortunately. It, it might be maybe the worst Doug Lyman movie, which is a shame. Uh, the 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 premise is neat. I know it's based off like a YA trilogy series, actually from the writer of A Monster Calls of all things. I did not know that before. And mm. um, but it's like they're on this. They're people on this planet. It's in the future where all the men you can hear their thoughts and like see them. Like they're like there's like a floating colorful bubble of their thoughts. And Daisy Ridley like crash lands on their planet and she's a girl, meaning that her thoughts are not being able to be heard. And it goes from there as far as Tom Holland, but like connects with her and they're on the run she's trying to get off the planet and evil Mads Mikkelsen's around um, there's a like a whole western vibe to this I wish this was better because there's a solid premise and cast and all this stuff's here to make this a good movie and it's it's just kind of messy and it feels very much like a YA adaptation that leads to other stories and sequels that just won't happen so you're just kind of left hanging with certain things that occurred but have no real place in the film because a sequel would have answered those questions and you're never going to get that sequel. So it's like, all right, <laughs> that's a, it's a missed opportunity, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's chaos walking. Uh, it also, and I, I mean, I, I watched this with my lovely girlfriend with Anna and it has a moment of animal violence, which did not go over well. And so that just hmm. could put another strike against the film. Um, so yeah, just not a lot there to recommend, which is unfortunate. Okay. Um, the other film I watched, or one of the other films I watched, the SpongeBob movie, colon, Sponge on the Run. Is this uh, the newest one? Yes, it is okay. the newest one. Um, yeah. SpongeBob's three for three, guys. Every SpongeBob oh. movie I've enjoyed. Um, this one might maybe not, like, better than the other two, but I still really had a good time with it. I think we, if we talked about the trailer, we must have mentioned uh, Keanu Reeves being in this film. I would have assumed that Keanu Reeves was, like, a cameo appearance that they just, like, milked over the trailer. He's, like, in this movie, guys. Like, he's, like, a supporting character in this movie. <laughs> it's, like, really funny. As a as a sage, he's a his head is inside of a tumbleweed just offering advice throughout the movie. That is his role. But he's, like, uh-huh. in it way more than I expected him to be. This is, this is like, Con Baby. My, yeah. my thoughts on Con Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. oh, wow. Con Baby's going to be joining the mission, guys. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I um I like SpongeBob. Like this, so this one, what I like about this franchise, the movie franchise of SpongeBob, is that it, each film, like, does something new with the format. Like, the first one's just straight-up animation. Uh, the second one is, like, a mix of animation, and they go to live action where they become, like, superheroes to fight. Antonio Banderas' pirate character. That's a real sentence. Makes sense. And this third one is a CG animated film. So it's like, it, you know, it completely flips the script on the, the medium in which the animations perform. And it's still like, it looks really good and it still knows how to capture the kind of vibrant, irreverent tone and visuals of the show. So, I mean, if you're a SpongeBob fan, which I I, I can't say I watched like the hundreds of episodes that aired on TV, but like I enjoy my SpongeBob as well enough. Uh, I, I thought this was a lot of fun. So, yeah. And one more film, Boogie. This is the feature debut of, of Eddie Wang. Lawyer turned chef turned author, uh, now turned filmmaker. He wrote, uh, he his memoir was Fresh Off the Boat, which was turned into an ABC series. You know, popular ABC series. This is more, 
this feels like more of what he wanted to do with Fresh Off the Boat, where it's like not autobiographical, but it still has like a, a grittiness to it that obviously the TV network ABC wasn't going to afford to a family sitcom. It's about this guy who has, he's, a, he's Asian American, he has dreams of being in the NBA, he's a star player at his high school, but he has to deal with both family drama and just drama of living in Queens and whatnot. It's a coming of age story, but it's, uh, I thought it was pretty decent. I, I thought it did its job. Yeah, I, uh, I I think it does well with the family side of things more than the basketball side of things. But, I mean, you've seen plenty of coming-of-age stories, specifically sports-related ones, so I don't think it's a deal-breaker to not see more of the same thing that you see. Um, so I think I think it does a pretty good job of what it's trying to go for. So, yeah, that's it now, Quickies. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk, where we talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what we thought of it, and what have you. This week we're talking Without Remorse. This is the new Tom Clancy adaptation um, featuring, instead of Jack Ryan for a change, we're focusing on John Clark. Or, since this is his origin story, we're focusing on John Kelly, uh, played by Michael B. Jordan, who stars as a Navy SEAL on a, a mission of revenge, it seems, after his uh, after his wife is, is murdered in some kind of operation that gone wrong or whatever. Um, it has Michael or B. Jordan whatever. or whatever. It has Michael yeah. B. Jordan, Jamie Bell, Jody Turner Smith, uh, Coleman Domingo, and Guy Pierce is probably the villain. It's um, directed. <laughs> it's directed by Stefano Salima, who directed the Sicario sequel, Day of the Salado. Um, with all that said, David, are you are you into this? Are you into the Tom Clancy verse? Um, I mean, I used to be when it was Harrison Ford. I haven't seen anything since then. I mean, I saw Hunt for Red October, um, but I no. So I'm. I mean, this looks cool. This is like a Killmonger prequel, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, right? I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. <laughs> Not only is he going to avenge his wife, he's going to get back to Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, Michael B. Jordan is always great. So I'm, and it's on Amazon, right? Which yes, I have. It, it was a Paramount so feature. I'll, I'll watch Michael, it. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was a Paramount feature, and then it, you know, everything happened with COVID, and they're like, all right, we'll sell it to Amazon, which seems to be Paramount's answer to everything these days, and uh, so now it's going straight to uh, to Amazon. Uh, much like uh, coming to America did, actually. Um, but okay, yeah. So you're into it, Abe? How about you? Are you are you looking forward to the John Clark story? Sure, why not? That, that was kind of the reaction I had with the trailer. It's like, you know, this reminds me of Steven Seagal movie from the '80s where guys in law enforcement or the military people try to kill him. He's not dead. So maybe not Steven Seagal, but more like '80s '90s action movies. But like what Mike, what, what uh, David said, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I don't think that he's had a misstep in his career uh, just yet, so I'm excited to see what happens here. Open up the Michael B. Jordan uh, is a secret agent slash like superhero uh, storyline for all movies. I I agree with you I mean, guys. It's 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 literally like yeah. I mean it's literally what Harrison Ford would be in in if he was still young. I I agree with what exactly. you guys, I agree with what you guys are saying as far as I I think I think the film is capitalizing on this. It's not that it's you know, specifically the John Clark story or a Tom Clancy adaptation, it's Michael B. Jordan's The Cell here. And I'd like to think that's a payoff. I like to think that, you know, I think we're all fans of his as far as his film career has gone, or and of course The Wire. Um, but um, yes. <laughs> So I, I look forward to seeing him headline just a big, like basically, I mean, you say like what Harrison Ford would do. This is like what Denzel would be doing. If he had the, like if Denzel was younger, even now he's still doing this kind of thing. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Michael, B, Michael B. Jordan in a revenge action movie that feels like, yes, it's coming straight out of the 90s. 
but I, I mean, I like how it looks. I wasn't a huge fan of the Sicario sequel, but I, I can't say that the action wasn't good in that film. It, like, it mm. did its job. And so if there's a grittiness here to, you know, accompany what goes with the John Clark character, like compared to Jack Ryan, who's more, he's, you know, what, an analyst? He's that the gets, analyst. That gets yeah. sometimes... Smart, smart some, guy analyst. Yeah, sometimes gets caught up in some, you know, hairier situations. John mm. Clark, so he's a guy that does wet work, like, all the time. So if this is, like, a story that's just about him being a badass, cool, I'm into that. See what, See where that gets me. And, and we have to find out if Guy Pierce is, you know, indeed the villain, which he probably is. So, you know, we'll, we'll, well he's it. only half because, you know, we also have uh, Jamie Bell. Yeah, American Jamie Bell, of course. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to switch it up. But yeah, Without Remorse arrives uh, on Amazon on Prime on April 30th, which will be either the week before Black Widow opens or the week before Black Widow will be available to also stream on Disney Premiere Plus. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see what happens uh but yeah uh all right let's uh let's move on now guys let's get to our main review for raya and the last dragon let's catch you up my name is raya our lands have been at war for as long as we can remember our people never see eye to eye my daughter i believe our people can come together again but someone has to take the first step now in order to restore peace we must find the last dragon i wish to join this fellowship of butt kickery let's go we'll have to watch our backs we're not the only ones looking six years of searching Please, let this be it. Almighty Sisu! Who said that? We really need your help. Ah, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not, like, the best dragon. Have you ever done, like, a group project, but there's, like, that one kid who didn't pitch in as much, but still ended up with the same grade? Uh, we're doomed. That should have been some of the trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon. There's a bit of history about the production of this film that I'm sure we'll get into, but the idea for the film was to deliver a fantasy inspired by Southeast Asian cultures. After some changes in the process as far as the filmmakers involved, we now have a story set in the realm of Kumandra, which has been divided into multiple tribes. Circumstances lead to Raya, voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, princess of Heartland, to go on a quest to retrieve the pieces of a magical orb in order to vanquish the world of a dangerous threat. During her quest, Raya manages to team up with Sisu, voiced by Aquafina, a goofy water dragon who is the last of her kind. Will this duo succeed, David? Where where are you with uh, with with Raya and the Last Dragon uh, specifically? Like, oh, I finished it. I thank you. I know there's been a lot of talk <laughs> about like representation when it comes to this film, uh, let alone you know the quality of the film. Where, where are you with with these various conversations around this movie? Well, I mean, I've I've read and listened to a lot of it. It's um, the, a lot, there's a lot of talk about the cast, and it's it's not good enough to just be asian cast anymore it needs to be southeast asian cast and i understand that because it's been the conversation we've had ever since geez i mean like even in mulan i think there was a conversation about that but it was never highly written about from the major trades it was just kind of within the community we would have these kind of conversations mm-hmm. um and then like movies like um what's that geisha movie um memoirs of a geisha yeah, I was about to say it's tough to be a geisha, but that's not it. <laughs> it's tough to be a geisha. 
<laughs> so that's, that's, that's the that's the song that was nominated for an Oscar, I assume. It's tough to be engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics by Alan Menken. <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha. You know, a lot of people were upset that they cast someone who was Chinese as Japanese, and and the it, the the same conversation extends to this. Basically, you know, like in America, you know, uh, the white community has basically been just become white instead of European. They're no longer oh, I'm Irish, I'm a, you know, I'm a French, or I'm Scottish, you know, they're just white now. Hmm. And, but in Asian communities, it's not like that at all. It's very distinguished. It's very still. So that conversation is still going, and I understand it. And um, I don't really have any advice on how to change it. It's just, it's, it's tough. It's not easy. But with that all said, what did you think of the film? I really liked it. I, you know, it's it's funny because these movies have trailers that are not impressive, and I was not impressed with the trailer, and I was kind of scratching my head. But this this kind of happens with all the Pixar movies lately too, where the Pixar doesn't it doesn't look great. I was like, and Raya was kind of questionable as to where they were trying to go with the story, and you know, of, of course, small tidbits, small small snippets of Aquafina can do that for you mm-hmm. because she's not a she's kind of an out there actor and performer so that if you're not used to her it it doesn't feel like she fits and when you watch the movie she does it fits better but i think my she still kind of sticks out a little bit more than anybody else in the movie um because she's such an essential character but overall i i really love what i saw it looks great the performers, Kelly uh, Marie Tran is fantastic. Um, I, I like the editing in this movie. It's very, it seems, it seems very tight to me. And mm-hmm. and James Newton Howard has has a pretty cool score to it. It's not as memorable as Atlantis or Treasure Planet score, but it's really solid. Um, I overall really really liked it. Right. I think it's yeah. I think the story is very. It's kind of very now. Right, it's like coming together to be stronger than some of its parts. As and, um, you know, as, in a very divided country right now, it's it's very poignant. As Rick James once said, "Unity." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Abe, where are you with Ryan the Last Dragon? Did you do the handshake too? Of course I did. Chappelle style. Of course I did. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? Where Where are you with the film? <laughs> Um, I, I like the Ray and the Last Dragon. I, I don't know if I love it. Uh, I think that there is a lot of really good storytelling that's going on here, and it's like well paced for. It didn't feel like a like a nearly two hour movie or like an hour forty plus movie. Um, it certainly felt faster than that. I think where I have some of the issues is kind of on the way that they do the storytelling and and how quickly you get to some of these places and you get to. Um, the plot line, which is why like, for a family movie, it's very good for like something like uh, uh, when I'm looking at it, I guess more with a criticalness. Uh, I, I do think of um, other movies where I am more understanding of this character's plight uh, and, or like the struggles that they're going through and even other, the, the surrounding other characters as well um, with introductions and, or experiences that, that I would have shared with these characters on the screen so on that level it, it's kind of unfortunate because that is the the entire plot the story um but again as a as a kid i'm pretty sure that you're going to find this very enjoyable um i'm sure a lot of adults do as well uh, I, I certainly felt that that was probably the, the part that 
not lacked, but wasn't developed the most. Um, I did appreciate there was a lot of Southeast Asian culture in here, including a lot of the um, the clothing that they're wearing and also the food that they're eating um, and the, the utensils and pots that they're using. I love the animation. It looks great. Um, I loved Aquafina's character. David's right that Aquafina has like a weird person energy vibe. Um, and if you're not really into it or you don't know uh, who she is or, or how she acts or does things, then it, it can be a little off-putting because uh, compared to the other uh, characters in this movie, she is the most like off the wall out there, but I dug it. And I also dug that she has like this cool in her people, in her people uh, version. She has like a cool, like her human knitted form? tunic. What's up? Her human form. I guess, but I, I want to say people form because that's what she calls herself. Um, okay. in the movie <laughs> okay <laughs> um but she has like a cool like knitted tunic and i was like i need to find where i can get one of those because that looks <laughs> really cool uh, so overall like i i like the movie but i don't know if i love it i uh i thought raya was pretty great i um as far as kind of recent disney animated films go i i put this in the, the higher tier of them i i appreciated what it was doing as being a kind of an action adventure movie and as opposed to a musical, not that I'm against the musicals, but as far as doing something that's like a straight up, you know, fantasy adventure film, I was into that. I liked, David, you mentioned the editing. I think that's a good thing to point out here. Like the, it's not hard to praise other aspects as far as the animation or whatnot go because they're good and you generally expect that. And I think the water in particular looks pretty great in this movie. Water effects have, are, are always intriguing to see because you can see how far people have come and, you know, making that work. Um, but I do think I, from, you know, the way it's constructed, I really enjoyed the the kind of the work done to make these action scenes come together because there's quite a few of them in this film um in addition to that i enjoyed this story i do think it rides the line of being a little too video gamey as far as there's a lot of fetch quests like like we got to go to this place it's every like there's a it's every level essentially like Mm -hmm. you have to go to this place this place this place and get this thing and from that it takes away some of the tension of the storyline because it's you know what the path is a little too clearly early on, I think. At the same time, though, by the time it reaches its climax, which I won't get into too far, I really enjoyed the directions it takes, which subvert some things to an extent, and mm-hmm. then gets to a final ending, which I thought was rather heartfelt and emotional. I, I really dug what they were doing there. I, 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 It affected me in the right kind of ways that I think the movie wanted it to. So, you know, for whatever faults I might have in how it tries to tell this story, I appreciated how it got to its, you know, final bits. Um, and that's, you know, not, not that's discounting, like, all the cool stuff that comes within this stuff. Like, regardless of how the story's being told, I really like the style here. I like the, you know, the use of the culture to develop this fantasy world that we're in. Uh, it looks great. The music is great. The A lot of the characters are really fun. There's a pretty stacked cast of asian asian american actors in here that i really enjoyed uh you meant we've all mentioned aquafina at this point yeah i mean she's based she's doing the genie right i mean the difference being she's not <laughs> comedy superstar robin williams she's you know fairly well known golden globe winning aquafina um but I, I that's think, how i saw it too yeah i so like the, you know it's she's not in the stratosphere of the same way robin williams was but the character is essentially the genie and i like that i mean the humor is there i, I think it's really funny 
there's there's one line which is very Simpsons inspired where it's like we got to get her something we can get her knives or cats or cats with little knives or knives with little cats on them which made me really <laughs> laugh um, but and just like the nature of what the dragon can do like I you know mm-hmm. dragons all I like that dragons have this kind of in film it's like we can do anything with them because they don't exist so we can always have our own rules and this one has like a fun set of things it can accomplish and do and whatnot that I enjoyed I like seeing this version this take on a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, we just mentioned this guy. Like, yeah, Kelly Marie Tran's very fun here, and Gemma Chan as her like nemesis slash frenemy. Like, it's there's fun, <laughs> there's fun stuff there. Ex lover maybe. I but don't know. You, but you also have Benedict Wong who comes in. And it's like, it, like the second he comes in, it's like, oh, of course that's Benedict Wong, and it's yeah. great, and it's wonderful. <laughs> and um... he he plays uh, Shan Yu's brother with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> We need that side no, by side. We'll, we'll did post. no one did no one think that similarity? It was like, dude, he looks just like Shan Yu. I'm sure they that probably was... had the art cell somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure they're proud of the fact that it looks like Shan Yu, <laughs> because it's also a subversion as far as what that character does. Um, but what I mean, the the other thing, so we talked about the live action Mulan a few months back, right? Dave, were you on that episode? I don't think I don't remember. Well, I don't think so, because I I didn't watch that movie until it was free. And I and then Then and then when I watched it, I hated it. Yeah. So you definitely were. Yeah. I know we had Michael Lee on. I can't remember. I'm Uh, glad that you hated it. I also hated it. I I, we we weren't the biggest fans of it, but I I will say comparatively what I think this movie does right is who's behind the camera. I mean, the big problem we had with Mulan was. Yeah, you have a bunch of, you know, faces in front of the camera, and that's great to an extent. But behind the camera, it's pretty much all white people. You know, white director, white writers, white producers, white... You know, like, it was... This... I've, I, and this... It's not even white directors. It's not even Asian directors this time around. You have... The, one of them is the director of blind spotting of all things. But um, uh, you have more... You know, you have writers that seem informed by, like, the culture, both because they did the research, and they're a part of that culture to some degree. You... you, you and, all the you know kinds of research that goes into a film like this, just like they do with something like Coco, for example, like that all seems more present here than it felt in Mulan. I can't speak to that personally, but it does like, but there's, I don't know, there's a different kind of feel to this movie than Mulan, which feels very much like it's a studio thing that we're doing, and it just happens to be set in this world. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that in that respect, it does, and from what I've you know what I have read, I've read a lot of different things involving the kind of the the nature of what they're doing with Raya and what is influenced by, it seems like it's go, it's capturing that in a more successful matter. And I think that goes a long way. I mean, beyond, you know, having a somewhat standard Disney plot for this kind of thing, I do think it, you know, it helps that the, you know, the material used to make that up seems to speak to people in a lot of ways. So I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really fun. Cool. Abe, you mentioned you didn't love it. So can you yeah. talk about what made you not love it? Yeah, it was, again, a little bit more of, like, the characters uh, and, and maybe, like, the depth of characterization. Um, so, I mean, not that I was comparing it to a lot of other movies because it, on its own self-worth, uh, is it is a good movie in terms of, like, it looks good, it's a good story, and its execution is, is probably uh, way better than other Disney animated movies. But I'm thinking about something like Kuba and the Two Strings um, or even Abominable, which we talked about uh, last year, I think. Um, two years ago now two years ago now yeah but it was one of those things where i i certainly felt uh with kubo it's like oh i i understand his plight and i understand what his struggles are because of what has happened and on the screen and in this one it it does 
quickly pace through it. So it's like we are given that they're a fractured country or a fractured nation. Um, and then, you know, uh, the the I guess the dark element comes through very quickly because of one specific action. Um, and and it just goes on from there. And then to Aaron's point, you know, you get video game levels um, with with uh, title cards as well about where you are and how you're handling it. So it's it's very um, what's the word? Like it's very innocuous, right? Like the movie, it felt like a Disney animated movie because of of uh, not that it's um, not that it's a bad thing, but it just didn't feel like it was trying to go beyond like um, or at least maybe maybe, they, maybe they, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I'm, maybe what you're thinking is that it, it overall the story is pretty rushed. It's not like it's it's yeah. like the storybook version of what the actual movie would have been because yeah. like the drone just kind of pops out of nowhere everything is very immediate it's not a gradual like oh shoot this is now going to happen it, and nobody knew that was going to happen it was just all just rather mysterious and yeah um, i need david just... in my life more cuz he helps I, think, I mean me i think it's trying to feelings. i think it's trying to balance two different threats at the same time and the drone is just you know it's this purple blob thing that has no character. It's just, it's there to create, you know, cause chaos. Right. Where, where right, the other, right, right, where the, right, where, right, the right. where the other, where the other villains are more and villains in quotes, but it's, and it's more, you know, clear as far as there's neighboring tribes that are, you know, they have differing thoughts on how to do things or whatnot. And they sure. you know, yeah. want it. And I mean, rushed is, I, I get what you're saying. It's, you're trying to do a lot for a film that's supposed to, you know, ideally, you know, please children as well as, you know, all audiences, but it, mm-hmm. but it's setting up this land that's becomes a dystopia and that's dark. Like how, how do you right. do that and still well, make this yeah. a bright and colorful I, feature? I, I don't mean rushed. I just mean it, they don't, they don't really pause a whole lot right. to, yeah. to express themselves or have differing thoughts. It's very much like these people need to be, we need to establish these characters as could be friends, but they're from differing tribes. And they, you know, it's it's just very it's very ge- general in how yeah, these characters are. Like the the term out. that I would have used earlier would be superficial, but I didn't want it to come off as like a negative connotation of of like you know the way that you characterize people or or what have you. It's just more. I would use the word rush. You're right about that. Again, straight, it just straightforward. How about that? yes? It's very it's straightforward. Very it gets straight to where it needs to go. And I, I on some level, I really appreciate that because again. Uh, it's easy to follow, you know, and there's nothing very complex about the way that the dragons are are um, operating. Like to Aaron, you mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, there's really no rules around like dragons per se um, in movies. So it's kind of just however you want to do the dragons, you do the dragons. And in this one, you were given a quick backstory. But, you know, it's not as though uh, we dwelled on like what her powers could be or, or why she didn't have like um like the most uh, effusive powers available. Uh, but I agree with both of you or Aaron specifically. I, I agree that I was, I, I, I thought that the last element was probably the best part of the movie. Like there, there's like a, a penultimate scene, I suppose that is like the best part of the movie. Um, Cause it goes that a did certain direction. Give me goosebumps. Yeah. And it, it, it's something I'm, you know, I, in hindsight, maybe you could think, oh, of course it would do this. Like, no, I didn't think it would do that as far as well, what it's trying to. Yeah, but that's kind of like where all the stakes come together. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, you, you certainly and and 
to be fair, like I, I am sort of giving that part of pass because all the things that led up to that moment are sort of self-inflicted. And I guess the realization of those self-inflictions or, or of those wounds are quickly, quickly patched over. So I, I'm not like knocking the movie because I think that it should be a better movie and it, they should have written this way. It's just more of what I did see is certainly for like a specific age group. Um, and there are other movies that I can explore that if I wanted to feel this way about uh, certain elements, I can I, go check out like or I can go check out Pixar. What um, you're talking about is like the separation between making the like you've said because you said you know it's a good movie without you loving it. Like it's the separation between what makes a classic Disney movie versus like a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, and, like if, but the, but the I would say the the difference here is at least you're having a version that is straightforward and entertaining as opposed to a live action remake that's like, well, let's spend another 30 minutes to make this over long. Yeah. Only to only to have you realize this is why Disney films can be so successful at being the length they are because they don't need this overwrought explanation of every single detail of things that just drags the movie down and makes you like it a lot less. Yeah, and you know they, they didn't have to like go super dark on me um, for me to understand that there's loss involved here. Um, but yes, there there are just some certain elements of this movie that I, I like a lot, and then there are some things that I just didn't like as much, but. Um, yeah, no, David, thanks for opening that up because that certainly uh, is it, it. It it didn't bother me, but it sort of hindered me from ex- enjoying this like fully. So in comparison to something like Moana, which I liked like the two thirds of it and the last third I thought was was kind of rushed. Like the way that they get to um, uh, man, I can't remember the Tafiti. Yeah, Taka, where they get to Taka and how how that is sort of handled and resolved. That's sort of like the rushness that I felt in this one versus like they spend a lot of time like telling you who Moana is and, and why she's on this journey with the added combination of of uh, Maui and the struggles and that they have to go through to go and, and to get this this uh, beautiful crab king. Um, <laughs> you know, there's like a lot of really great things. And then beautiful. It gets wow. that. Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> What uh, what so, helps there yeah, is that I, there's there's less going on. Like there's a lot going on as far as the movie's presentation or whatnot. But there's you know there's two characters basically in that movie, where this is like sure. you know you have you have Raya, you have Tuck Tuck, you have the people she meets along the way, you have the people that are against her, you have the Droon, yeah, like you have you have the Sisu. Mm-hmm. Like there's all these different things coming together. They have to like balance. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not saying it doesn't do that, but yeah, I mean Moana is simpler by comparison. It's easier to connect with the characters because there's only so much. No, I hear you. Yeah, and, and maybe but, that. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up, though, because we do talk about things about it feeling quick. It's it's quick. And mm-hmm. but this is a two hour movie. Guys. Yeah, this that's is why long I said the is actually good. for an animated movie. But you never feel like it's two hours, which is really impressive. Yeah. So I, I noticed no, that, I, too. I agree. I can no, reconcile I, I, it with themselves. Mm-hmm. Say that again, Aaron. I said I, I agree. It, to be fair, it's like it's like a hundred minutes with credits, but uh, with without credits. I mean, mm-hmm. but yes, it is. It's longer than standard when it comes to these movies. Uh, you know, they tend to be in the ninety range. I mean, they're, they're usually like uh, you know ninety minute range, and then this yeah. is way more than that. But sure. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I said early on, I agree with you about the editing as far as like how this movie is yeah. kind of structured and comes together. I, I do mm-hmm. think it. Yeah. It, it moves at a clip in a good way, as far, instead of getting right. bogged down in certain things. Um, and I, I agree to an extent about the video game fetch quest, but it doesn't it doesn't make you feel like it's. I mean, they basically say, yeah, she's going to all these lands for these dragon um, gems. 
but I mean, they lay it out. It's not like Rise of Skywalker where they tried to trick you from the game. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good. That's yeah. that's not necessarily a plus or minus on it as far as it being a video. It just feels like I I recognized the pattern it was going through more easily than I have with certain other movies right. of this kind. Um, right. I mean, she literally has a map and she's crossing places off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but but like and she's at the last one, so we know that this is like you know the last destination part of it. But like I still you know I I like the stuff going on in these places. Like I like the different you know spine and and uh, tail and all these different like places <laughs> that she visits. I think they're all pretty clever. Um, and that brings me back to the action because I do think the the you know the thing one of Disney's mantras was we're doing this a certain way because we want it so it, you can't do this in live action. I know there's been resistance <laughs> to that by some of the people involved, uh, Brad Bird specifically. He's like, no, we can do we can do stuff that looks that you can do in live action. And now we're in a zone where CG can make anything possible if it's a live action or an animated movie. But I will say I like the action in this movie because of how you know, the camera can go anywhere and this movie seems to want to emphasize that. Like there's a big chase scene early on between Tuk Tuk and Raya and the um the Fang uh enemies that are after her that I think is really like well done. There's one involving the aforementioned Khan baby um through city streets <laughs> that I think is pretty hilariously done. And then just yeah. like the fights themselves are really cool. There's a lot of like Kung Fu influence, Kung Fu movie influence on some of the fight scenes between Raya and um and uh, uh namari namari um yeah. that and, but, and, it, and they're all very specific to their culture yes uh, different styles and right so if we if we were more seasoned we would recognize that but. i know i know kali was a big influence on the, the martial art and marts aspect of the film Ka- like kali ma yeah i was like isn't that the one where you take somebody's heart out yeah <laughs> kali ma <laughs> yeah i know yeah um and of yeah, course and of course right david were... david uh teres kasi of course is also a big influence as well <laughs> Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that Quick Kick has a cameo in this movie? That who? Who? Quick Kick from GI Joe. The I actor. did not know. I, I'm I'll, not I'll a skilled guys, on GI uh, Joe. Okay, references. I'm gonna rewatch it and I'll be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Leo meme point at the screen. Uh, He's the I guy see. that Namari throws down, like for questioning whether they should go forward. Oh, okay. I, you know, I when it comes to Disney cameos, there's only two things to look out for: Mickey ears and Stitch. So, you know, if, if neither of those are in there, I don't care. <laughs> is that is that really their uh, their um, visual gag? Stitch. Well, Mickey ears for no. sure. Stitch, not okay. really. I mean, sometimes okay. it comes up, but no. Really. It would have been nice. Yeah. It's like oh, these I, ancient writings, and here's Stitch. I just think that most is, is one thing I haven't watched it yet for. I didn't look for any Easter eggs or anything sure. like that. Yeah, uh, you know they're there. Um, but yeah, I, I do tend to think that most trailers would be better if Stitch came in to do his version of the trailer. So. He's just acting it out with like his weird alien voice. Yeah. Or just like ruins a scene. <laughs> hey, hey, when you guys were watching, did you think like speak what be you know when Sisu formed out of the water? Mm-hmm. Did you ever wonder that what if Tuck Tuck drank some of that part and it comes out of his head and he dies? That'd no, I didn't be, think that. I no, I didn't think that, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, hmm. David's onto something here. <laughs> what if he take it all and it just just comes right out of him? <laughs> it's like a, it's like an XQ situation with like the uh, the too much uh, metal in his body because like yeah. has been pumping him full of iron. Um, no, I didn't think about that, David. But we should make that movie. We should make a darker Raya and the Last Dragon. How it sh- how it should have ended. 
<laughs> yeah, that's actually probably what they're gonna do on YouTube. Um, I do want to talk more about the voice cast. I I, I love Boone. Uh, David, you mentioned Captain Poppinlock, which I thought was a hilarious line. Um, like Boone is he's he's a fun character because he's uh I, I wasn't expecting them to have like this another off the wall character. Um, yeah, and off so the wall, he's like he's a kid. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like super high energy. He's also like the the captain and the CEO and chief financial officer of his boat. Um, sure. He's also the chef. Uh, and then I, I just love like the visual gag that they do with him, um, including like pushing off super uh, slow. I like him, but I wish they toned down his DreamWorks smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, it's a little too. It's a little too much, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, um, this is a little too much. But I, I, I didn't hate the character. I just wish they toned that down a little. Like, yeah. I mean, I forget what he says, but it's, it's just so uh, kind of a, a slimy, a, a younger version kid of a slimy guy. I can, <laughs> you know? I can see what you're, yeah, I can see what you're getting <laughs> I don't at. Think there's yes. corruption in him? Like, no, there's not. No, maybe. it's just. Well, he gets his family yeah. back, so maybe maybe not. I, I like I like the very nice, casual, genuine smile when he you know towards the end. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the the baby's a literal hustler. The kid's just trying to make <laughs> well, a living. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to get to next is like the baby and her family of um of marsupial marmots, <laughs> marmots, yeah. And it's like that was I thought that I thought I was like oh this is a quick gag and somebody's using like magic. Uh, to make themselves look like an infant, but no, uh, that, that con babies throughout the movie, w- not a spoiler. I think they're in the posters, but I was like, oh, this is uh, they're going with this. I, but, the, but how, the li- how, hold up, real quick, real quick. The line reading on a con baby is maybe the funniest thing in the movie. <laughs> but here's 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 a weird thing. Um, it's six years later that uh, I had this exact same oh, wait. question. <laughs> so oh, you know what? Oh, yes. Okay. I just I just figured it out because the the, the drone are still around and his parents probably got drooned, you know, after she was born because she's not like a she's she's not a six year old baby. It yeah. just uh, the drone were still around and they got her parents. That's yeah. That's more a, recently. That's yeah. Look at okay, it, right? I just answered my own question. Yeah. No, that, that <laughs> actually helps me answer all the other questions I, too. I, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it uh, not, not the dro- all the droonening didn't need to happen right away. It happened all at once. It wasn't the snap. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah exactly. Yeah. The droon is not Thanos. This, that's our that's our hashtag for the episode. The, Disney, the droon is not Thanos. Yeah. It's the Disney version of the blip, though. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. Because yeah. you all understand. It's like you just do the pose and you, okay, I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's but the yes, thing. Yeah, actually, Dave, you not, really helped me with the logic, too. I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't Boone be like, are they going to be weirded out when he's like, seven and they left him when he was like one but no i, I guess that maybe it happened at various times yeah but although it, it, you know here what everyone turns into that same pose when they turn to stone and so when it didn't i got kind of annoyed <laughs> i know I, I, it was for emotional reasons yeah it i was, know what you mean it, because it, yeah. it turned into like a guardians of the galaxy moment and then i was like wait how come some people are not doing this pose but you know, again, I was like, I think it depends like the on the context movie. of where you're getting drooned at. No, everybody's just like, you know, because Raya's dad was on the ground and crouching and then he stood straight up and then he did that pose. So I like I want people like in midair doing that pose and then falling. Oh, you know, I, I'd like to see more more droon, drooning variety, like a guy at a urinal just like drooned. Like just, 
<laughs> did they have urinals back then? Of course they Come did. On. They had chamber pots. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of of uh, Raya's bon, ba, uh, Daniel Day Kim, uh, is a lot of he, I, he's quite good in like the the moments he has early on. I, they, I, they really kept Daniel Day Kim's cheekbones in the animation. They, they built <laughs> they built a good chemistry uh, between between her and her father. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, I, mean, he's, I mean, he's a good actor. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a good actor. He's got a great soft voice, and he's Cred- a good dad. Credit where credit's due. I just, I like that and, chemistry between them. And people always said he was he his facial sc- sculpture is like he's like chiseled like stone, and he actually yeah, turns into stone. Really here. good bone structure. <laughs> <laughs> good jawline, good bone structure. Like he moisturizes. He's got a good looking. Although, are we are we talking about are we spoiling the ending here for anyone? You, I mean, is this not not entirely, but I mean, no. <laughs> I'm just I don't he, should should he be more freaked out seeing Sisu? I also was like, shouldn't his legs not work? <laughs> I think they I think they accept the fact that dragons existed. It's not like they never heard of dragons. They don't believe in any of the magic but that happens in this world. They've been gone for centuries. I mean, what do you want him to do? Like, get gray hair and go 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 dragon and like yeah. <laughs> with like I the want... Scooby Doo runaway like, yeah, smoke want, cloud. Like, yeah. I just want everyone to be more in, in like shell shock at what they're seeing and more impressed, just like in awe, I guess. I mean, there's and the I first also... the first reveal of Sisu. They are in shock of what's going on there. Like they, they right, but they... I mean the masses, you know, like. Sh- you know, like, you know, Sisu just shows up and no one cares. She's just I mean, there there's a world where, like, a purple blob monster turned them into stone. I think they're used to seeing crazy things at this point. <laughs> I don't know. But I also kind of wanted to expect, like, a ton of dragon droppings just to fall randomly. I on wondered. Well, I mean, like, they should have, the like. sequel, Ryan, the last cleanup crew. <laughs> <laughs> they're all flying over the air and just, I don't know. Well, David, just... what if what if it just turns into, like, raindrops? You know, it self-purifies. <laughs> That, I mean, that's supposed really to be good luck to begin with, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it cuts to, like, Shawshank Redemption. I, I mean, as far as, like... <laughs> Andy's there. I mean, this is this is a world where, where magic exists. Like, I don't... Right. And they worship... And they worship dragons. So I don't think, like, they should be shocked at them. They just, like, they're heavily respectful of them, which is the reaction. Oh, no, yeah, I hear you. I mean, like, yes, to, to David's point, yeah, it, it maybe like, whoa, whoa, what? Or... Like, just, too. or just speechless. More just, well, like... Okay, oh, complain. Well, Namari like does have com- that... Scene. Complain to Don yeah. Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada about not adding enough emphasis on the moments where they're after interactive directors. Yeah. Well, I, mean, one... I don't know. I, I might. Doesn't feel like a writing thing more than a directing thing, but whatever. Well, they got to animate it. Probably, so, I mean, the, the writing is just yeah. then they see a dragon and react to it. The animation's what you yeah. feel like going <laughs> it's, 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 it's a direction, directing thing. Okay. There we go. What about um, the uh, What about the relationship between Raya and and Namari? As far as they kind of like start out as friends, maybe, and then they become enemies and fight each other all the way, all the time. I mean, if, if the same with like the plot elements, I felt like it was kind of quickly rushed, but you know, like it has to get to its end point. But I'm I sure mean, you can see it differently. I mean, the you, end point. I mean, just the 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 throughout the the kind of what it's displaying to us as far as the, the way. I, I do find it funny that she has the same haircut her entire I life. The same thing. When you got a style, you got a style. I mean, I I just, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, so and I her, her mother has the is. same style. It seems like that's just you know it runs. It's, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, it's a, they just they're how do, how do we know she's the same person? Oh, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
could be funny though. It's like I don't. It's like who are you? It's like wait, she and then she holds her hair. I'm trying to think if we ever see like like young Aladdin and he's still wearing like a purple vest and like pants and has a patch on it and a fez. That's the only way that cartoons can make me understand that it's the same character. Like they wear they wear the same clothing but just miniaturized. Young genius still super strong and buff like you know big genius, but he's just tinier now. So, but but yeah, basically back to what Aaron said earlier. My this, question: <laughs> This movie, or no, this movie does is the better live action Mulan. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, if if we wanted to go there, at least they're using nomenclature, and also like they're using. Uh, it feels more rooted in that, like, yeah, this is an Asian story than than Mulan. Uh, yeah. The live so action. The, I mean, so this is. Um, so this is the other non-musical along with Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Oh, that, that's a I I was going to ask you guys about the your knowledge on the musical part. Chicken parts, Run a like, musical? Huh? Is Chicken Run a musical? Oh, that's Dreamworks. Or not, sorry, Chicken uh, what is it? Chicken Little. Chicken Little? Um, it's not a musical. So get your story and straight, I, David. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I just don't like to count that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're uh, official. But yeah, no, yeah, no, no musical in this. And uh, although Treasure Planet has a song in it, yeah, well, that's different from like the characters actually singing, though. Yeah, right? yeah. True, so, but like, this one like, absolutely has no here, song. Yeah. Here's a question: Does Tarzan count as a musical? I was gonna ask. I was like, because it's like Tarzan? there's there's songs throughout, and he's not singing them, but it feels, but like the I think the idea is that. The music's the the songs come from like what the minds Their are heads. on of the characters. Well, he right? can yeah. hear, yeah, he can hear Phil Collins. That's how he well, yeah, that's he's his, jamming that, to in the in the. That's board. what like, gives him his strength Colin, is because he constantly thinks his, of Phil his Collins. His mom sings the first song though, right? Like that's she true. Sings a lullaby. Yeah, but that, is, that doesn't make it a musical. Like yeah, <laughs> somebody sings yeah, a song. That's true. That's that's a lullaby. Well, what happens to his mom? I, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie. Tarzan. What you what? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> they they meet up with um with the the parents of Arendal and they all go on a bo- a booze oh. cruise together and get lost at sea. <laughs> oh, and becomes Gilligan's Island. Booze also, cruise. that but scene where he well. comes out with like his dad's clothes on and his his gorilla mom is crying. I was like, it kills me every time. Oh, and then they they end up in the Jungle Cruise <laughs> with the Rock and Emily Blunt. Yeah. I don't want to um, point this out, but there's a lot of non musicals that I'm looking at right now as far as Disney films go. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, you know, there isn't a, or not, there's not even like a pop song tie into this, is there? Well, the end. There is at the at the end credits, yeah. Yeah, the end song, the one that gets the Oscar nomination by default. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see what happens. It it, it won't get nominated. I know. I'm just. It's the. It's the kind. That's the position it's in, where it's like, oh yeah, that's that song you play just for the the sake of having the song. Right. Um. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about the short at all? There was a short? short. We'll get to the short. Uh, actually, I'm curious about that. So I assume, David, did you rent this or did you have a screener? I had a screener. I had a screener too. Abe, did you you rented this? I like... I premium accessed it. Did it come oh. with the short film? No, it just yeah, played. it did. You had to look at it. You have to look for it. It's a different. Oh, I have section. to look for it. Okay, I, then I skipped over the short. It doesn't play short? automatically. You have to find. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, so it's like a it's, bonus it's feature, like, like the, the um, Disney okay. Plus thing. So I did not. But feel free to feel free to chat about the short. Oh, it's I think I thought it was fantastic. It's a very nice short. It's like, oh. uh, what's it called again? Us again. Us again, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, is it called One More Time? No, that's Daft Punk, and they're not go together anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a very like jazzy short uh, about people that just they, they just want to keep that spark going, even though they're older. And there's dance, there's colors and rain. It's, I don't really think nice. I have it, guys. I'm I'm on my Disney Plus right now. My hey, all, all of us, all of us have it at some point. Sometimes you lose it. Oh, it, oh. If you, if you, I think it shows up in everybody's thing in June. So, bummer. Yeah. I'm bummed to not be able to see this and feel this pain or this longing and this beautiful beauty with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, anything else on Raya? Uh, again, great animation. Like I, I've moved beyond the water animation, which I also have loved in the past. And I'm like, uh-huh. people have it down. I look for other things now. Like, they did a really j- good job with like the dragon fur. Yeah. Like, just the way that things flow now. It's like this is amazing. These physics engines are are really good. It's like when you watch like Toy Story four, and it's like you don't have to make it look this good, but damn, does it look good? <laughs> like... I still think that that should have been nominated for like best cinematography, but yeah. like it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I agree with you because dragons are like. Well, it's a dragon. It doesn't exist. How, like, what do you need to do to make it look real? But it's like, no, yeah, they, they did the job. Like, it looks really great. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, close-up pa- shots of, like, paws or dragon dragon feet. I don't know. Dragon paws. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. It looks – and also, like, there's actually one part where I really dug where it, – it is water, but it's, like, muddy water. Um, it's where um, – so lemonade and iced tea. Uh, <laughs> no, it's where um, uh, Sisu is like just like rolling, roaming around without Boone knowing who she is yet. Uh-huh. I was like, this looks fantastic. So yeah, animation looks great. You know, speaking real quick to Sisu again, the, uh, it's like it's a little bit of Aquafina's performance, but also just the direction. There's moments where I mean, you're talking about the David, the kind of the lack of how remarkable it seems to see a dragon. I do think the moments where it counts, it really counts. Like there's one moment where Namari sees Sisu for like the first time, essentially as a dragon. And it's a lot of close up on eyes. And I think that's, those are really well-directed moments. I feel I, I think they really do a lot to say, or like show you a variety of emotions and thoughts going on without telling you what exactly is going on. I think there's mm-hmm. credit deserved for that. I think you can, they're getting away with a lot more than, you, you from a, a lesser film wouldn't be able to handle okay <laughs> i mean yeah. I, I i agree to an extent i just wanted more i just because they're all different people and i just i just know yeah. that if i was to be seeing a dragon for the first time i'd just be it'd blow my mind yeah but you don't live in a world where you know dragons exist <laughs> no I, I mean i'm saying like even any animal that exists like if i came face face to a gorilla i'd just be like and if they were extinct for hundreds of years i would still be like whoa yeah i would shit my pants too i really look forward to when we all get to visit jurassic world then they're reopening dude let's do it let's book our tickets now because they're probably cheap because nobody's allowed to travel let's just let's just go to that island off the coast of kenya you think the first one it's in the pacific for one thing it's not close to we're going to his first we're going to his first island isla sorna Isla Nublar? They're they're both off of Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of them says the one that I've got off the coast of Kenya look like a petting zoo. So that's why I mentioned. That's like yeah, that's a random zoo. That's not where the dinosaurs. (laughs) That's that's another Hammond project that we don't talk about. (laughs) I don't think this place is real, Aaron. I think you're tricking us. They closed out because of you know the accidents at the park, and plus the COVID's made it a nightmare for you know Mm -hmm. InGen, obviously. But uh, you know we'll figure it out. 
Uh, what was your question? <laughs> I can't remember where this started, but I was like, I think he had a question before. The question was any other thoughts on Raya that I <laughs> was the main one. No, I mean, I, I, I think we covered most of it. This is, I mean, it's just a very, you know, it's straightforward. With, with that in mind, I think we, you know, we have talked sufficiently about Raya in the last right. Round. When should we? We could, and... we could have Mark Hamill narrate the last part where like. Sisu is not the last dragon. <laughs> <laughs> See you around, kid. <laughs> Wink, dust. <laughs> David, when should people see this movie? Um, you know, it's tough because I know theaters and COVID and all that kind of stuff. And then $30 is a lot. If you have two or more people in your family, just spring for it. I think it's worth it. It's great. Uh, if you're single, uh, that if you're rich, then yes. If you're poor, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. I, I love the people are in the categories here. I mean, people are in different situations, so I can't. If say you're poor, $30. but you have Disney Plus for some reason, <laughs> don't spend the thirty dollars. <laughs> I, I I don't know because yeah, priorities are different for everyone. So, mm-hmm. but Abe, I really enjoyed it. So, Abe, how about you? Yeah, on our old scale, this is like teetering between like theater and dollar theater. I'm kind of more leaning dollar theater, but the animation's great. Um, and in this one, it's like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I would probably wait for like regular Disney Plus to just have it, which is like in a couple of months, right? So, um, that's where I am with this. I, I really enjoyed this. I thought as in the past ten years, there have been ten Disney movies. I put this in the top five. I think it does a really great job. Um, so I would be on the David side of things as far as if you have a home that situates more than just yourself, then $30, I think, is a good deal for this as far as what it would be if you went to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you – if you feel you need to pay $30 for, like, for one well, – I guess you have it in perpetuity at that point. But Yeah. Uh, but, yeah I already um, watched it three times, so I, I so enjoyed like, it that much. So I feel like if you – from, okay, from my perspective, if you're a big fan of Disney animated films, I think this is a very good example of one. So if you sure. want to go for yes. it right away, you should go for it. Um, yeah. But yes, it will be available in June regularly as far as Disney Plus goes. But uh, no, I like this one quite a bit. There you go. All right. That's our review for Raya and the Last Dragon. Now let's... Um, Abe, what, uh, what time is it here? Uh, Aaron, I think it's time for a quick game here. Are you are you making more like actual songs these days? That was now really we nice. have no time for games. <laughs> we just ran out of time for games. Yeah, that was, that was... <laughs> and that's that. You can find more of my fun stuff over. <laughs> so some of us have been practicing. Let me tell you, we had a lot of time in our yeah, hands. It's just, Aaron's getting really good with this. Uh... <laughs> that was, of course, the improv theme for games. And this week, guys, I have a game for you. It's called. Once Upon a Princess, a.k.a. Part of This Princess, a.k.a. Be Our Princess, a.k.a. The Disney Princess Challenge. I have, oh, a, number okay. of trivi- yeah. I have a number of trivia questions related to Disney princesses, and you guys are going to have to, uh, you know, see if you know the answer. Uh, I'll be I'll be very curious okay. if Dave is just on on the ball with all of this or not. But, Abe, I, I, I tried to – I knowing we had David on this – Knowing I had David on this episode – I was thinking, I, I want to do this game, but I want to like try to make it as fair as I can. So we'll see how, how successful I was. No, you should make him hard. 
I, some of them are harder than others. So if you feel you know the answer, okay. just yell out your name and say the answer. We ready? Okay. Ready. Here we go. Who is the youngest Disney princess? David. David. Oh shoot! I was thinking Pixar for a second. Um, I re I retract my name. I need to think. <laughs> Abe. Uh huh. Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Incorrect. Mm, okay. I was like, she's 16, right? Um. Okay, I'll say David again. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, well, technically, is it, we see Raya young, right? <laughs> yeah, she's like 11, 12. I'll put it this way. For the most part, I got these facts from sites that do not have updated on Raya yet. But I won't count Raya because for the majority of the film, she is an adult. Or at least a younger, an older version of herself. Okay, so you're, you're talking about, like, by the end of the movie, who's the youngest one? Sure, yes. Oh. And, I, and I'll say this, too. I, okay, for the sake of this game, Merida from Brave, from Pixar, is a factor in some of these questions. Or for sake of okay. all of these questions. But, um, what's her name? Vanellope from the Wreck-It Ralph films, I guess it's technically a princess, does not count in these games. Just to, just I was, to make because this clear. My, my, my first guess was Princess Dot from A Bug's Life. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh! That's a great call, David. What, what... <laughs> but she's Pixar. Yeah, okay. So I, did, I did not. I did, con- I, I, there's I no Princess Dot in consideration here. <laughs> yeah. But Merida is okay. I see how you Merida's are against okay. dance. <laughs> Half of a good movie. <clears throat> yes. All right, I give up. Yeah. Snow know. White, fourteen. She was fourteen. We yes. didn't know that. Did it's, you say it's, that? It's a known fact. Okay. Now, it's out there. Now this not, this is not a very, in a movie. I, I don't know how I feel about this movie anymore. I I would say most of the movies they're not saying I'm this age. <laughs> well, how really old is the prince? Thirty. I mean, he looks definitely like thirty. This is not that yeah. game. <laughs> Here's the this next is the question. pedophile. Here's the next question. Which Disney princesses are left-handed? Um, hmm. You, if you get one, I'll give you credit. Abe. Abe. Cinderella. Incorrect. David. David. Ariel. Incorrect. The answers were Mulan, Tiana, and actually Raya is left-handed. Huh. Well, I definitely knew Raya, but I thought she was included in the. <clears throat> I mean, I, I was going for Mulan or Tiana, but okay, I, just had, okay. I had that fact also. All right. So you have Raya in this one, but not in the age <laughs> no, one. It's just something I, I call shenanigans. It's, I, already, I already made the David game. David and, and are I, both co-winners this week. I already made the game, and then I watched the movie again, and I'm like, oh, Raya's left-handed yeah. too. There's like a part where Okay. All right. Next question. I'm winning this so far. <laughs> Which Disney princess is the only one with hazel eyes? Abe. Abe? Pocahontas. Incorrect. David. David. Cinderella. Incorrect. The oh, answer a, is a. Bell. Bell is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, because there's that part where she like they zoom in closely on their eyes when she's like, "Oh, this guy's the same guy from the portrait that was ripped up." <laughs> All right. Next question. Who is the only princess based on a real person? A. David. I heard Abe. Pocahontas? Pocahontas is the correct answer. Hey, you. Glad you should get that question docked for making it a question. <laughs> <laughs> Half a point? If you want if you want to get points. Like, this is the way. All right, he, wasn't, he wasn't sure is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. I, see, yeah, I, see, I see what you're saying. 
<laughs> which is the only princess with a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame? What? What? Which is the only princess with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Oh, no. That David. Means, that David. 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 Snow White. Snow White is the correct answer. You're on the well, board. I guess that would make sense. <clears throat> it's not. Tink- I mean, Tinkerbell has one, too, but she's not a princess. She's not a princess, yeah. Here's the next one. Which Disney princess has violet eyes? <laughs> For a second, I had to think what the color violet was. <laughs> I mean, that's like purple, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. It's like purple. <laughs> Who the hell? It's probably some mutant. Yeah, one of those mutant princesses. Uh, <laughs> Abe. Abe? Megra when she goes to hell. Not a princess, and no. What? Uh, da- David. David? Vanellope von Schweetz. It's not, again, I, I did not <laughs> include her in any of these answers. But <laughs> the answer is Aurora. Aurora? Aurora? Who's Aurora? Sleeping Beauty. She's got brown eyes. No. I thought she had the answer to that question. <laughs> no, they're violet eyes, guys. <laughs> violet? I, weird. Okay, all right. Okay. I don't. I dispute this, but fine. Here's the next one. Who's the only princess not to have her own song? Hmm. David. David. Raya. <laughs> not including Raya. <laughs> Wait, I don't know when you include her and when you don't. I haven't included her at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's not left, included in the ever. left-handed one. That's the I I completely explained how that what was going on there. <laughs> this is not a confusing game. <laughs> Who doesn't sing in their movie? Merida. That is the correct answer. Oh. oh. Yeah, some other lady, Scottish lady, sings her song. Who is? Plus, she's riding a horse. <laughs> Who is the only Disney princess with a tattoo? Oh. David. David. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is the correct answer. Oh. Oh. You know, it's tribal, you know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Moana have one too? Uh, no, I thought that, but no, it's just Maui, I guess. Okay. He has all the tattoos. She'll get those later. Are, that, was a, that was a great tattoo. I yeah, wish in, that... in, in Moana too, uh, two tats for you. Uh, she'll get a lot of tattoos. Is that where she finds out her brother's Vin Diesel? And uh, he has two brothers, Vin Diesel and Tattoo from... Um, Fantasy Island. Um, okay, <laughs> next question here. Which princess was inspired by Joe from the 1933 Little Women with Catherine Hepburn? Abe. Abe. Belle? Belle is the correct answer. She seems like the Joe type. Yeah. I don't even know who Joe is. We'll go good for She's Joe. the Saoirse Ronan character. The one with her head in a book all the time. Oh. <laughs> like, Belle. how can you read this? There are no pictures. <laughs> Next question. Who is the only princess to have brothers? Huh. Abe? Abe? Merida. Merida is the correct answer. It's three little cubs. Um, technically, Mulan has a little brother. Wasn't that a little sister? Or Mulan, that has, Mulan has a little brother, and it's they made it the dog. That's why the dog is named Little Brother. Gotcha, Aaron. Okay, David. <laughs> I'm not. Don't you don't have to give me a point. I'm just pointing. I'm it not. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I want it. <laughs> uh, all right. Which princess name is Greek for princess? Hmm. Dude. There are 27 more questions, by the way. I'm kidding. There's only five. <laughs> I'm just gonna, David. David. Is it Aurora? Incorrect. Uh, Abe. Abe? 
Is it Mephistopheles? Yes, the classic Disney princess, Mephistopheles. Uh, It's Tiana. I did not know that. Am I going to win this? Cool. (laughs) I'm getting getting close. (laughs) Okay, there's two answers for this one. What princesses have non-American accents? You have to name both? No, you can if you name one or the other. Abe. Abe. There it is. That is one of them. Does anyone know the other one? Not I mean, technically, Belle's supposed to be French, but they gave her an American accent. I know. <laughs> um, David. David. Aurora. It is Aurora. You're what? giving you credit, too. Yeah, she has an English accent. Oh, okay. Or Briar, I'll say Briar Rose. That's her. But her name is Aurora. Her name yeah. I'm still, you, you got you got the point. So good good on you. Because I, I thought that was to be a tough question. And she's also got violet eyes. Yes. And which is which I which I've Googled. Yes, she has violet eyes. <laughs> Under the spell or like just Under, yes. Uh, yeah, when she's sleeping and her eyes are closed, that's when she has violet eyes. Um okay, next question here. <laughs> Who is the only Disney princess not to be the film's main character? Hmm. Hmm. David. David. Aurora. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ask it like a question. Pull it at eight there. <laughs> She's barely in the movie. But it's still called Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Any, anyone? Not as the main character? You're going to kick yourself when you get it. I don't know. The answer is I mean, Jasmine. Oh, weird. Yeah. Well, she's a main character in the movie. She's not the. It's called Aladdin. She's not the main she's character. Not, you mean she's not the title character? <laughs> she's not the main character. That's it's a, a it's Aladdin's story. Oh, fine. I mean, in under the, in award season, which would be you know <clears throat> nominated for best actress or best supporting actress? <laughs> supporting, I assume. Oh, that. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it is very hotly debated topic. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> the lead, if it was a li- if it was live action, the lead would probably go to Will Smith for Genie. So. I think I think that's probably what they did. People be there be people be like category fraud. It should be Mina Masood. <laughs> now this is the story all about how. <laughs> all right, my lamp got twisted. Okay, um, two questions. How long is Rapunzel's hair? Abe. Abe. One hundred twenty-seven feet. It's a it's a good answer and a good James Franco reference because I know you're full of those, but no, that's incorrect. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. But... <laughs> do, they, do they even do they even say in the movie? No, but there is a oh. there is an exact answer that they have for it. Uh, I trust. I believe in you, David. No, I, I didn't. I didn't. Here's a hint. It's lower than Abe's. What? <laughs> that tower is at least a hundred feet tall. David. David. 100 feet. 70 feet is the answer. 70? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Took 30 animators also, by the way. Ah. 30 animators? I mean, sheesh. You're talking Last... me, you're telling me that Zachary Levi can't climb uh, more than 70 feet on his own? He probably about could, Shazam but Bowers. Flynn, Flynn Rider might not. Mm, okay, good point. And they never That's... get his nose right. <laughs> Just, just wafted that one for a bit. <laughs> Last question. All right. Who was Walt Disney's favorite princess? 
The answer is not Raya. <laughs> well, David. David. Cinderella. It is Cinderella. Oh. Good job. Now is I got that why he made the castle for her? It's between the three of us. <laughs> well, he has a castle for both for him and for her and Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Okay, let me count mine first. Was, I, I mean, Sleeping really Beauty was just game. the latest and greatest, he's, and he's all about that. Yeah, classic Hollywood behavior. Classic Walt. <laughs> this guy. This is Cancel close. Him, am this, I right? this is close. Hold on, hold on. Is it five, four, three? No, it is five, five. Me and David, but Abe, you are the winner of this game with six. So good there job, go. Abe. Wait, why is Abe, why is Aaron getting points? He's when you guys fuck, when you guys mess up, like I get a point. <laughs> He, he, oh, yeah. I didn't know you were doing that. I would never have guessed anything. <laughs> I still, if you got it wrong, I, just, I get the point regardless. It just point goes back to the. These are these are the Aaron rule games. Point goes oh. to dealer. That's the way if you, don't you get go. it right. All right, all right, good for you, Abe. Well, thank you, David. <laughs> it's not like I won, or else I lorded over you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like David won with his his quick knowledge on uh on uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame part. I was like, I didn't even know that these people existed. We're not handed out soccer trophies here, Abe. You won. You got the roast worth, answers. Right? <laughs> that question was worth five points. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So David's got ten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a I have a quick um uh, footnote on the age question, by the way. So oh, some. One of the editors came in and told us? No, I just I wrote this down because I thought uh-huh. it was interesting. Uh, Snow White is the youngest at 14, or almost the youngest at 14, but there are a few people. few people remember Princess Ellenwy from Black Cauldron. She's only 12 years old. And um, and then this, the rest is like Jasmine's 15. Uh, Aurora, Mulan, and Ariel are all 16. And Tiana's the oldest Jasmine is 15? Yes. She gets married at 15? No, it's her 16th birthday. Oh, 16th birthday. got it. Okay, that's cool. That's more age And, and technically she didn't get married. They're just engaged, like, at the end of the movie. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. Well, she finds out that he's not a prince. Isn't King of Thieves, isn't that the one where they actually get married? Yeah, they're finally getting married. Yeah. And Robin Williams is like, we finally forked out my contract with Disney. <laughs> so I'll come back. <laughs> and um, then they gave Homer the boot. Yeah. I'm yeah. back. I'll, I'll have to settle with one one Disney movie and, like, what, 200 episodes of the Aladdin TV series? <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> Along with my million-dollar Simpson contract. <laughs> uh, but that was that was the Disney Princess Challenge. You guys did well. Well, thank you. I, I thought but, that was fun. And more challenging than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty well, I mean, I, I was expecting answers that you could get from watching the movie, not like being weird and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> what are the color? What are the eye colors of, of all the Disney princesses? Because we know that you freeze frame. <laughs> well, two things. One, tell that to the internet because they got those answers. And also, I didn't want to do it from the movies because you're just going to get them right away. I wanted to make it so da- Abe could, you know, actually be able to play. No, no, you should always make it super hard so that I don't get any of them. Clearly, or, it was or... super hard. You guys both did okay. Yeah. Well, we okay. didn't. We're, yeah, we're not soccer level. That's that's. I guess that that we should find weird. comfort in that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. Now I feel. I now I have too many uh, dad person thoughts on like, I don't know how this prince is going to be marrying this sixteen year old. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> and she's just like sleeping in the forest by herself in a glass coffin. That's weird. There's only one age question. You guys are focusing a lot on this. For some reason. <laughs> I 
But also the violet eyes. That does that. Oh, yeah, that co- that's the one question that's watching the movie, David. So I don't know what your complaint is. <laughs> it didn't look violet to me. <laughs> it's probably the reflection when she saw the Thanos snap. She's like, oh, well, purple, violet. Right. <laughs> right. And then the, the the Black Cauldron Princess, she's not a main character. So that would have been that was correct. A, that was a, that's why it was a footnote. So. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not including Vanellope, even though she says... I'm a Disney princess. Come on. Yeah. What the hell's up Come with on. that? And not including What's up with Raya? these Disney quizzes? <laughs> yeah. We're turning on you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Congratulations on winning, Abe. Thank you. What's the next segment? Let's get to some about now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is a go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash podcast. We asked a number of questions to the listeners and they gave us answers. And uh, we didn't get any questions this week, but... Uh, Hopefully next week we'll get some questions. It'd be nice to get questions again. Yeah, ask um, more questions, people. Uh, the first question is, name some great human fantasy creature relationships and friendships. Uh, Todd has King Kong. I'm going to guess that he's talking about um, Kong and a uh, friend of the show, Kyle Chandler. Um, <laughs> Chris has Hiccup and Toothless, Han and Chewie, Boo and Sully, and finally Okja. Uh, and Farron writes, Bastion and Falcor from the NeverEnding Story. And Luke has He-Man and Tiger. Battle cat. <laughs> Battle cat? Yeah, it's not tiger. What the hell? Battle cat. Sorry, Luke. We've got an expert. To be fair, it's it, it was my doing because I just looked up the because he put a gif and I couldn't think of the name and it just get it gave me he meant oh, tiger. Yeah. Well, Luke, you knew it. Aaron, you, Aaron you need to get out now. With Aaron <laughs> and Abe. Uh, any any human fantasy friendships that you guys like? What do you mean by um, fantasy? Fan, like, like uh, cre- fantasy creature, character. fantasy creatures, like not just animals, but like re- you know, like a like a person and a dragon, for example. Sindel uh, and the Ewoks. There you go. Sindel <laughs> and the Ewoks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Lando and Nia Nub. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a they had a good relationship. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mon, Mon Mothma and Admiral Akbar, they went to town. Whoa. Uh, they, no, I, I don't know. They had so many nights afterwards, like, ah, oh, it's a duff day, and they just get drunk and, like, just <laughs> talk about war stories. <laughs> Not a trap this time. Uh, <laughs> Abe, do you have any? Uh, Yeah, uh, Drop Dead Fred. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's a right. fantasy guy, right? Yeah, sure. Next question we have here. Which Disney animated film characters do you most relate to? Chris writes, "Crush the turtle." As I've spent most of my life in the water. Chris is wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't know that Chris was a, a water serpent guy. He has uh, a splash disease where he has to be in the water, or else he turns into a merman. Oh, got it. His real name is. Um. <laughs> don't don't break the glass in my room, babe. <laughs> Uh, which decent character, animated character do I do I most relate to? This is a tough question. It's not Boone. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although he kind of looked like me when I was a kid, but no. <laughs> but your kanji sucks. Yeah, my kanji probably really does suck. I I don't use shrimp. Mostly chicken. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I let's say Beast. <laughs> then you can go ahead and starve. That's, that's uh. Abe's abusive relationship. <laughs> Fits of rage. Sometimes they just sing. 
<laughs> you, you get like a, a shot in the arm with your vaccine. That hurts. Yeah. You, you only you only sing it when you're in live action form and you go, I'm the beast. Yeah. I, I also like whenever anyone touches my hand, I'm like, she touched my paw. <laughs> Anybody for you guys? Yeah, uh, I'll go with you. I'll go with yeah. Aladdin. I'm there you go. Di- diamond in the rough. At a disaster. Uh, uh, Baloo. Oh, why not? Yeah, looking for those bare necessities. Dancing around, it. juggling fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pick a licking, licking, licking fly. Yeah, yeah licking ants. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next question is, what setting from a Disney animated film would you like to visit? Todd Liebenau has Under the Sea. Under uh, the Sea. Yeah, from The Little Mermaid. Uh, he wants to visit Atlantis from Atlantis the Lost Empire. Yeah. And he wants to visit Todayland from Meet the Robinsons. Mm. Where would I like to go? Zootopia is the wrong answer for anybody because that means you're a furry. Ooh. <laughs> you also got to be careful because there's a lot of like rampant uh, racism there. Apparently, <laughs> they're dealing with it, Abe. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So let it uh, go. <laughs> I no, mean, if I if I could, if I could Aaron, go to, wouldn't be terrible to go visit. That, that place is always getting frozen over, minus, or like waves come, minus or like what's it just good looks about like it? A place that you go and like, oh, let me go to the visit the the hot and cold springs too. Arendelle, what about Abe Dell? <laughs> this is a dig. Um, I'm gonna change my answer, Abe Dell. Oh god. <laughs> um, I was gonna say what Australia from Rescuers Down Under, where you can like fly on an eagle. One of those, one of those big eagles Marahute? that you can fly on. What? Marahute? That's the name. Is of it called? Is it called Marahute? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, now I'm, yeah. Picture. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you don't, now you don't want to go. John Candy is the albatross, not the eagle. I'm aware. <laughs> he guards the eggs while they're gone. Um, <laughs> he does. Uh, what's it like? What San Fran Tokyo is that? What it's called in Big Hero Six? Oh, over That's in uh, San Fran Tokyo. San Fran Tokyo yeah, Six. So or, or is that Big Hero Six or is that Cloud of the Meatballs? Oh. Oh wait, is it? Big Am Hero I confusing six. both of them? Okay. No, because they do have a place yeah. that's like that in, in Cloudy Enchanted to Meatballs 2. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's that like, one's called, I think that one's called San Fran Z- Jose or something. <laughs> the, yeah, that's the way to do it. You're talking about yeah. San Francisco is the Big Hero San 6 Big Hero yeah. 6, yeah, but Got San Fran Jose is, is... Oh, that's not a musical either, yeah. I, I was telling you, there's more of these. I forget about that movie, I don't know why. Well, the question is, Cause it's okay, do you speed stay for some size 4? Because he has spray on shoes forever? Exactly. We don't know. I mean, anyway. All right. <laughs> Next question. Uh, what are some great fight action sequences from Disney animated films? Um, there, there's two that came to We didn't get any answer for this one, which is unfortunate, cause there's, but there's two that came to mind for me. One is mm-hmm. that like pygmy action scene in Moana, where like they're on the boat that's chasing them with all the little okay. things that are going after them, which is awesome. The Kakamora. The Kakabor, yes. It's like a Mad Max like scene as far as like the amount of vehicles and like <laughs> crazy action going on. The other is obviously one jump at the beginning of Aladdin. That's just a fun like it's uh, yes, it's a song, but it's also an action scene. It's a big chase around the city of Agrabah with like yeah. you know, all, the, all the guards chasing after him. It's a fun it's action. The opening sequence. setting for the games for both Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Yeah, it and they works. fall into manure. Uh-huh. I hate manure. 
just like this. <laughs> all... Yeah. yeah. Also the uh, the stamp the stampede chase in uh, Lion King. Oh, that's that's not a fight scene, is it? Oh, it's an ac- it's an action scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Good good chorus music in that choir music. Oh yeah. In that. Yeah. I think oh, uh, uh, Atlantis has a lot of that good action. Mm. It does. Okay. Yeah. The Le- Leviathan that was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. The meteor shower and dinosaur the only good thing about that movie. <laughs> I forgot is that how it that. ends. Is that how it starts? I thought that's how it starts. No, the, the beginning was the egg, which is cool too because that mm. the score is really good. And it's, then the it's meteor before shower. they uh, it's before they talk and you're like, oh, this movie. Okay. It's after the I love that was a movie monkey. Dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. What's the next question, Aaron? Uh, what Disney films would you want to see go from CG to hand-drawn, and which would you want to see go from hand-drawn to CG? Todd question. writes, Todd writes, honestly, I wouldn't want to change any of them, but Moana would be interesting hand-drawn, and Sleeping Beauty might be trippy in CG. Luke Thompson, friend of the show, writes, seems like a bad premise all around, but a newer take on Fantasia, letting the animators, man, animators run wild with CG inspired by whatever classical music floats their boat would work. And Adam Gentry, friend of the show, writes, so that's a tricky question. I will say that I'd love to see Atlantis, The Lost Empire as a live-action movie. Ooh. I would want to see Tangled hand-drawn and Frozen hand-drawn. Tang- yeah, Tangled specifically, I can see that for sure. Because it feels like there's a it feels like there's a version of that where it was going to be hand-drawn as far as making Rapunzel a story. Yeah. They just never got yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, Glenn Keane really wanted to direct it hand-drawn, but they made it, they forced him into CG. And he's like, fine, give me $250 million and I'll make it happen. And they did. And then, <laughs> well, and then, and then he, and then he quit. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what happened to him for him. He's like, no, 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 I'm done. This is what happens when you get your way. Um, there was actually a scene in Ran the Last Dragon that was like a different animation style. I was like, this, this actually would be cool if they kept it this way. It kind of gave me some, um, uh, not necessarily exactly like Samurai Jack style, but it's like I, I dig the way that they're doing like this quick uh, animation of four different um, tribes or five different tribes. So we actually have one movie that fits this, which is Lion King, which has been done hand drawn and CG though. Oh, I guess Jungle Book too. You could say that as well. At least that had a like a person in it. Like <laughs> it's absurd. Oh, well, like it yeah. had things in it, yes. like and like sets. Yeah. Lion King is entirely CG. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if we're going that route, then I guess I'd want to see um, uh, Gemini Man animated. Um, <laughs> well, the last question is, what scores from Disney animated films continue to stand out for you? Todd Liebenau has The Lion King. I'm going to throw him Beauty and the Beast because I love that score and those songs. The, the Lion King would be my go-to answer because it's Hans Zimmer's only Oscar win. Mm-hmm. Um, think about this. The Moana score is quite good. Yeah. I like the Moana score. <laughs> Fantasia uh, by default, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are your answers, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think Lion King is great. Beauty and the Beast is great. I lo- I, I mean, I'll bring up Dinosaur again and Atlantis Sucks. and Treasure Planet. <laughs> the scores, the scores. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying they suck. They're all bad scores. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm funning. <laughs> This is this is when we get off the rails. We're just like, <laughs> well, As good like, answers, everybody. David, I love I love your answers. How that? How's that, Aaron? Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame has a great score. Notre no, Dame. It's no, it's great. Yeah. No, that, that, no, that's no. I'm talking the other version that's set in uh, Minnesota. Um. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I mean, how come they didn't use be, be prepared in that in that movie? But uh, no, Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
Um, Notre Dame. Um, I'm uh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, from what I recall, maybe I'll change when I see it again. But I do recall the score being uh, pretty. Oh, I lo- I love that movie. Again, maybe I'll watch it one day. It's on Disney Plus, I assume. <laughs> it <laughs> is. <laughs> maybe you should watch it tonight. Who is uh, we'll who's the voice of the villain in that one? Tony J. Yeah, yeah. The oh. narrator of Treasure Treasure Planet. <laughs> what? What yeah. is Tony J. the narrator of Treasure Planet? Is he? Yeah, yeah. I he have is. no idea. Yeah. He's also um he's the he's the a sane, a sane insane asylum guy in Beauty and the Beast. There you oh. go. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. he's Sheer Khan in Tailspin. What? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now I can picture that voice for sure too. Yeah. Well, yeah, now, the, now that you're saying the, the, the guy, this is the '90s age where they don't need to have big actors; they can just have like random people. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, this like, makes stage sense. Actors yeah. And whatnot. Yeah, now uh, so, now this person will be played by um, you know friend of the show um, Tobey Maguire or something. Who are the big voices of Hunchback? It's what it's Kevin Klein, uh, Tom Moore, Hulse. Tom Hulse, and Jason Alexander, of course, as a gargoyle. <laughs> and then like the the low the background characters from Murphy Brown. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> did you watch its one season return on CBS Access? <laughs> I did not. No, I did not. Then are you even a CBS fan, Access. Abe? <laughs> I know, but you got you got back you gotta, uh, the painter guy. You got to sign up for Paramount Plus now to get that that access. So. <laughs> All right, sounds All right. good. Sounds good. That was feedback. 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 And that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing at We Live Entertainment and Wise of Blue. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag wait till you see my backstroke. <laughs> David, yeah, where can people find more of you online? Andorexpress.net uh, uh, is where I post all my Star Wars Disney kind of stuff and uh, Ender Express on Instagram and Twitter. And my personal is Coete Boy on Instagram. C-O-H-E-T-E Boy. Alrighty. You can find all the other episodes about Now There and Abe on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, H-H-W-L-O-D, and Podomatic. Feel free to email us at outnotpodcast at gmail.com. Or Facebook us over at facebook.com slash outnotpodcast. Or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And, of course, our Instagram page, instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. David, yeah, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, David. You're welcome. You know, David, you're the true winner of games this week. And <laughs> you know, I, I'll come back next time. You don't have to I already sent in the engraving of the trophy, Abe. You're not getting out oh, of okay. winning this All week's right. game. <laughs> Is it is it uh, is it Walt Disney holding Mickey's hand while they're both pointing at the sky and it's made of solid silver? It's holding his hand and it's severed. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's a statue. It's Scar holding Zazu up like he's about to eat him and Zazu going, no. And then uh, at the bottom, it says Abe, winner of games. And I don't know. <laughs> I, I was hoping that it would say I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. That's on the other side of it. Oh, OK. <laughs> Flippable. So yeah, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, We'll be back next week, but uh, find all our stuff on iTunes and give us a rating review. That'd be great. But once again, thank you, David, and until next time, so long. And goodbye. Bye-bye.
I can't wait for the Blu-ray special feature of Tuk Tuk's Adventures, and it's just you know five minutes of Tuk Tuk doing Tuk Tuk things. I can't wait. You mean like uh, Genesis game? Alan Tuk Tuk. Alan Tuk Tuk Tuk. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious if they had Alan Tudyk voice Tuk Tuk. I like he did. Uh, he does. Yeah, he is the voice of Tuk Tuk. <laughs> What? Yes. <laughs> what do the hey, like, hey? Do you not watch credits anymore, Abe? After you're, no, now you're not in theaters. No, I did, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna guess that it was just some guy because all he says is. <laughs> yeah, that's his same role in Moana. He's he's taking all the work. He's taking Frank Welker's. Yeah, he's work. taking Frank he's, Welker's job. 